God's people said? Amen. Thank you so much, Judy, for that beautiful, beautiful song, that incredible truth. And uh, thank you, praise team, for leading us this morning uh, in our time of worship. Take your Bible, if you would, and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. On Sunday mornings, we are preaching through this letter uh, to the church of Thessalonica. And it is an incredible letter. It's very personal. Um, it's very intimate. Uh, we began, as I said, last week. And looking forward to spending uh, several months as we unpack this letter. This morning I want to ask you a question. It is the title of my sermon, and that is this. Are you contagious? Are you contagious? I want you to look at your neighbor and ask them, are you contagious? Just ask them right now. Are you contagious? And you probably say, I hope not, all right? I hope not in this world that we're living in right now. But listen, I'm not talking about the common cold. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the flu. I'm not talking about measles. And I'm definitely not talking about COVID. Listen, I'm not even talking about laughter. All right? Uh, laughter can be uh, contagious. There are those of you who know that you cannot sit next to certain people on the pew. Uh, because if you get the holy giggles... Uh, then it's going to go right down the pew. Do you know, understand, you understand what I'm saying? You just can't sit next to certain people. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched online those babies uh, who start laughing and they laugh so much that they fall over. Have you seen those little clips? I'm telling you what, if you don't laugh after you watch that, you're dead on the inside. There's something wrong with you. It is so entertaining watching those babies do that. But I'm not talking about laughter, I'm not talking about the flu, I'm not talking about yawning. Please don't yawn this morning, because yawning is contagious, and we'll be asleep in 10 minutes, all right? So please don't yawn. What I'm talking about is this, listen church, what I'm talking about is your walk with Jesus, that's what I'm talking about. Are you, listen church, are you wired to glory? Are you sold out from the radiator to the tailpipe? Do people know that you are slap happy in Jesus and that you are contagious in your walk with the King? The church we're going to look at, they were contagious. And I want us to look at our text today. Notice if you would, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, and allow your eyes to fall on verse 6. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word, listen, in much affliction, with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became examples to all in Macedonia and Achaia, who believe. For from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Listen, your faith toward God has gone out 
so that we do not need to say anything. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and await for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead. Can you say amen? Even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. Let's pray together. Our Father God, in the name of Jesus, we again bow before you. And Lord, we just thank you again that we can be here today. Father, I just pray this morning for clarity of thought. Lord, I pray that you would give me the recall of things that I've studied this week, things that, Lord, already this week and this morning that, that I have bathed in prayer. Father, I, I pray not only that, but that you would just give me some stuff straight from the griddle of glory this morning. Lord, just drop it in my heart, things that, that I need to hear, things that we need to hear as a church. And as we look at this incredible church in, in the New Testament, Father, I pray that you would speak to us. And Lord, I just pray this. I've been praying it, God, for probably 36 years. And so I, I don't pray it, Lord, because it's memorized. I pray it because I mean it. Lord, would you draw a circle around this preacher and let the fire of heaven fall. Oh, God, I pray that this will not come across as a book report. God, as a, as a little, little something, Lord Jesus, but, but the very Word of God. And we'll be careful, Lord Jesus, to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There are two things that I want you to notice about this passage of Scripture uh, this morning. First of all, I want us to see together their reputation. Their reputation, when you look back at verse 6, it begins with a very interesting phrase. It says, and you became followers of us and of the Lord. Now, when you look at those first words, it says, and you became. In the Greek, it means this. At a definite point in time, you became. At a definite point in time. In other words, you were not, and then you were. And so what, what were they? They were followers of us, Paul said, of this missionary team, of Paul and Silas and Timothy. You were followers of us, and you were followers of the Lord. Now, that word followers is very, very important. And the word means copy. In the Greek, when you look at what it's saying is, you were a copy. You imitated us. We get our English word mimic. You mimicked us. I don't know if you're this old. I am. But before the copy machine... Do any of you remember the mimeograph machine? Do any of you remember that? Oh, my goodness. 
purple ink and it, it stunk to high heaven. And, and my first church, we had a mimeograph machine. You say, Brother T, how old are you? I'm mimeograph old. That's how old I am. You take one stencil and you put it on there and you would run copies from that stencil. Ooh, don't miss this. What Paul is saying is this. You became followers. You imitated us. You mimicked us. You became followers of us and Jesus. We have a friend, if you've been to Jamaica or if you've been here for a while. His name is Bunny. How many of you have ever met Bunny? Bunny's six foot forever. And when we get to the island, he is our guide at the hospital. He will get off the bus first, and all of us get sort of in single file, and we follow him. And this is what he'll say. He'll say, follow back of me. And when he said that the first time, I pulled him aside and said, what does follow back of me mean? He said, it means follow in back of me. I said, why didn't you say that, brother? But every time he just goes, follow back of me. Now, it's easy to follow back of him because he's so big. You can just get behind him and you can see him everywhere. Everywhere. And so what Paul is saying is this. He's saying, listen, there was a time that you were not, but then you became followers. And it's interesting the way he lays this out. You became followers, first of all, of us. Now, why did he do that? It's because people, listen, folks see you. They see the Jesus in you, and then you lead them to Christ. That's why it's so beautiful in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. Where Paul said, therefore, I urge you, look at this, imitate me. And then over in 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 1, he says this, I urge you, imitate me just as I also, what? Imitate Christ. And so he was saying in our text, back to verse 6, he was saying, listen, you are followers, why? Was their reputation so incredible? Because they were followers of Paul and Silas and Timothy, the missionary team. And that team pointed them to the Lord Jesus Christ. And they were followers of Jesus. When you look at this passage, it says, And you became followers of us and of the Lord. Listen, having received the word in much affliction. Don't you love that word, received? Having received the word in much affliction. That word received means grasp. It means to latch on to. It means that they laid out the welcome mat for the word of God. Friend, don't you love the word of God? Don't you love the Word of God? The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 8, listen, the flowers may fade and the grass may wither, but the Word of God stands forever. Aren't you glad in the culture in which we live that the Word of God stands forever? In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, he says this, the Word of God is quick, it's alive. 
and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joint and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And so what Paul is saying is, listen, you became followers of us and of the Lord. Why? Because you received the word. You received the message. You received the gospel message in much affliction. Now I want you to think about that. That word affliction, it means to be confined. It means to be restricted. It, it means to be squeezed. It means to have tribulation in your life, to have sorrow in your life, to have hardship in your life. You sang about it. Well, that's exactly what it means. And when you look at that in the Greek, church, listen, what it also means is this. You feel like you're out of options. Have you ever been there in life before? I have. You feel like you're out of options. You feel like there's no escape in your life. See, Paul is saying, you guys understand that. This church of Thessalonica, you understand that because when you received the message, when you got a hold of the message, when you grasped but the message, it was in this affliction. What's he talking about? When they said yes to Christ, some of their family members abandoned them. When they said yes to Christ, some of their friends would ignore them. Think about that. I'm sort of used to it as a pastor. Sometimes I'll walk in Walmart and I know you see me. I know you do. But if you missed a couple of weeks, I guarantee it. Listen, some of their friends would ignore them. They're, they would be hit financially because some would not even want to do business with them because of the message. The message. And so what did he say? He said, you became followers of us and of the Lord, us first, and we led you to the Lord. You received, you got a hold of that word, the word of God, in much affliction. But I love this, O church, with joy of the Holy Spirit. Don't you love that? That word joy, I'd put a smile on your face. Joy. Now, Paul knew what he was talking about. I said last week he had just left Philippi to go to Thessalonica. Do you remember what happened at Philippi? Do you remember that they beat him? Do you remember they put him in stocks and Silas? Threw them into the inner jail? Now, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to be transparent. I would probably be one, <laughs> Mommy, what were they doing? At midnight, they were praying and singing praises to God. Just imagine that. Stripes on their back. Midnight, 
And Paul looks at Silas and says, I got a song in my heart. And Silas says, what is it? I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Silas said, where? And he said, down in my heart. Amen? You say, you don't know that happened. You don't know it didn't happen. Amen? Listen. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where, thank you. Down in my heart Tuesday. Oh, listen. So, 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 so they put it together. The, the, this, this church, their reputation was incredible because they had met Paul. They knew Paul. He was with them for three weeks or more, and he had preached uh, in the synagogues there. He had given them the word, and, and they knew that he had been beaten and jailed. And word had got to him, and they could see the joy in his heart. But it also says Jesus. Don't you know Jesus was joyful? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for thee joy that was set before him. Despising the shame, he has sat down, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So when you look at our text, no wonder Paul said, I pray for you. No wonder Paul last week said, I'm so grateful for you. No wonder their reputation spread like wildfire. Because the Bible says that as these folks, they saw, they saw Paul, they saw, heard about the Lord, the joy of the Holy Spirit. Verse 7 of our text, we've got to hurry. So that you became examples. So that you became examples. The Greek word there is tupos. It's where we get our word type. It means an exact reproduction. The word means a model or a mold. They used to use a hammer and they would hammer wood or they would hammer something and that imprint that was left is this word here. And he's saying you are examples. The word went on to mean a, an imprint uh, on a seal. You are an exact reproduction. You are an example of what you've seen of Christ and what you've seen of us. You are an example. But it also means sample in the Greek. You ever been to Costco or Sam's? If you hit it just right, you know where I'm going, don't you? They got those little booths. Now, I've never done this. But if you hit it just right, Brother Bill, mm -hmm, you can pick up a little something here. I've never done that. You can pick up a little something here, and you can go to the next booth, and you can pick up a little something there, and then you can go to the next booth, and you can pick up a little something there. And then if you got a little sweet tooth, just keep walking. Because you'll pick up something. You can have lunch <laughs> a sample at a time. 
You can have lunch, a sample at a time. But what is that sample? They're giving you a little piece of something, and they're saying, listen, oh, just get a hold of it. There's more to come. They were examples. They're saying, oh, church, oh, listen, oh, listen. If you could just taste a little of the Word, if you could just get a hold of a little of Jesus, then you can keep growing in maturity, and there's so much more. That's why they were so contagious. In Macedonia, which is in the north, and then Achaia, which was in the south, near Corinth and further over Athens. So when you look at this passage and you just keep walking through it, it says in verse 8, For from you the word of the Lord, look at that, has sounded forth. The word of the Lord has sounded forth. It has bounced off. We get our word echo. It has reverberated. It's like a ripple when you throw a stone in in water and it ripples. That's what he's saying. And the word picture is this. The word picture is thunder, a clap of thunder. That's the word picture. The word picture is this, a trumpet sound. You see, they were so used to the Pharisees tooting their own horn. And yet they were trumpeting the name of Jesus. He's saying the word. I love that, the word of the Lord. You know what? I realized a long time ago that if I don't just preach word by word and verse by verse, I don't have hardly anything to say. I'm not kidding. I really don't. That's why I love to just go verse by verse. And just unpack the word of God. It is the word of the Lord. It, it has sounded forth like, like thunder. It has sounded forth, listen, like a trumpet. And that's what was happening in their lives. That's what was taking place in their lives. D.L. Moody said this. I love this. I love this. Lighthouses don't ring bells nor fire cannons. What do they do? They just shine. Don't you love that? Listen, you, you don't have to you don't have to ring a bell. You don't you don't have to fire a cannon. Just shine for Jesus. Just shine for Jesus. And and the Thessalonican church, that's what they were doing. They were just shining for Jesus wherever they went, and that's why, not to be redundant, but that's why they were so contagious verse 8 of our text for from you the word of the lord listen is sounded forth not only in macedonia and achaia but also in every place i love this your faith toward god your faith in the direction of god has gone out so that we don't even have to say anything (laughs) hey have you heard about that church in Thessalonica? let me tell you what i've heard Wouldn't that be great if that was the story of White Oak Baptist Church? Here in Red Bank or Chattanooga or wherever, man, have you heard about White Oak Baptist Church? 
I've heard all about it. Man, they praise the Lord there. They get a hold of God there. They love Jesus. They're so happy. They love each other. They love people that are lost. They just love. You see, that was what was going on here. Listen, what we talked about last week, that work of faith, that labor of love, that patience of hope, it was sounding forth. It was ringing out. It was ringing out. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you. In other words, you welcomed us. You welcomed the gospel. They heard that about you. That you welcomed the gospel. I've preached so many revivals. You've preached so many revivals. Brad, you've preached. Laz, you've preached. You can tell when the word of God is welcome. I've been in some places, I'm telling you what. I Honestly, I just pray that somebody would call so there would be some kind of sound in the building. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, Lord, as I'm preaching, Lord, let somebody go to the bathroom. I want somebody to move. Are they alive? <laughs> Kelly, you've sung with me, so you know what I'm talking about. I was somewhere, where was I? It doesn't matter. I called Leslie on Monday night and I said, I need to come home. She said, no, you're not. You're staying until Friday. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. But you know, you know when people welcome the word. You say, turn to Haggai. They don't know where it is. It takes them a week to find it. But they're happy trying to look. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, church. They received the word. They welcomed Paul. They welcomed Silas. They welcomed Timothy. And everybody heard about it. Look at this. Concerning us, what manner of entry we had to you. And how you, I love this, how you turned to God from idols. You turned to God. That Greek word turn means to make an about face. That's what it means. It means a 180. It means to go in the opposite direction. That's what it means. Billy Sunday used to do a flip when he preached on this. He used to do a flip on the platform. He would walk this way, and when he talked about repentance, he would do a backflip and go the other way. How many of you would love to see me do that this morning? I don't have the right shoes on, or I would. Listen. That's what it is. 
That's what it is. He said, you did an about face. You turned. Listen, they had choices. They could have gone to the synagogue for uh, the Judaism of the day. They could have gone to the false temples. Uh, They could have bowed before the false idols. When I've been in Africa, I've gone through museums and I've looked at golden-plated cats that people worship, beetles and crocodiles. When I was in Athens in a in a museum, you can look at the false gods in those museums that they would bow down in front of that they had unearthed years ago. Paul said, you see, you turn from that. You have repented. You have turned your back on that. And you have turned to Jesus. You see, that's the truth that Jesus lived and he died and he was buried and three days later up from the grave he arose. That's the gospel. That's what we're placing our faith in, is Jesus. And that was their reputation. To serve the living. I love that. Zoe, the living and true God. The authentic, the genuine, the real God. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, what he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Psalm 115, verses 3 through 8. I love what the psalmist talks about there. That idols, listen, They have eyes they can't hear. They have a nose they can't smell. They have ears and eyes they can't see, ears they can't hear. They have a nose they can't smell. They have hands they can't handle anything. They have feet they can't walk. And in verse 8 it says this. It says that those who made them are just like them. Just like them. Paraphrasing. So when you look at this passage of Scripture... He's so blown away that, that they turned their back on all of that and losing family and losing friends and losing finances. But that's what they did. i got to hurry. The second and final thing is this. Not just their reputation, but their anticipation. I told you last week that, that every chapter of 1 Thessalonians closes with the return of Christ. talks about the return of Jesus. And can I just go ahead and say this? Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. I ride elevators just for practice. Amen, I do. I want to go up. I'm I'm ready to go up. I'm ready to go up. One of these days, he's going to toot the archangel, and I'm going to scoot. I'm ready to go up. And that's what verse 10 is saying in our passage of Scripture. And to wait. That word wait means in eagerness. In earnestness, in readiness, to to wait. The, the word picture is this: like you wait on a paycheck. If you work all week long, at the end of the week you are waiting on a paycheck, or every two weeks, or however you get paid, you're waiting on that. It's not a sit-on-the-park-bench kind of wait. You've been busy. Another way to look at it is this, waiting up for something. 
You're waiting up for something or someone. Hey, listen, every day we need to wake up waiting up for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he is talking about here. You look at it again in verse 10. And to wait in anticipation with excitement, with eagerness, and to wait who for? For his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead. Even Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. Let me tell you what I feel about the doctrine of eschatology. I think the, the next thing is the return of Christ. I think it's imminent, which means it could happen at any time. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus could come back before we finish this service. Wouldn't that be great? I believe that Jesus could come back. You see, when he comes back, he's gonna, it's called the rapture. You say, preacher, the word rapture is not in the Bible. The word Bible is not in the Bible either. It's a Latin term that just means snatched away. I believe that, I believe soon, we're not date setters. If somebody tells you the date, walk away from them. We're not date setters. We're not on the scheduling committee. We're on the welcoming committee. But I believe, Warren, listen, I believe with all my heart that Jesus is, is going to come back for the church. We're going to read it later if we ever get there in chapter 4 that the dead in Christ are going to rise first. Boy, I'd love to be walking around National Cemetery in the NN section. That's where my mom and dad are. Wouldn't it be great to stand there, the dead in Christ? Woo, wait on me! He's coming for the church. That's the rapture. And then later, the revelation. He's coming with the church. He's coming with the church. I'm going to follow him on a horse. I'm, I've always wanted to be a cowboy. I'm, I'm going to follow him, the Bible says. He's coming with the church. So the question of the hour is this. Listen. Are you paying attention? There shouldn't be any secret service Christians. My neighbors ought to know that I love Jesus. People that I'm around ought to know that I love Jesus. I want to be contagious. Now, I don't want to mention it, but there's a coffee that I love, and you know it. I don't want to mention it. There's a restaurant that I love. Now, I don't want to mention it. I salute it when I see it. But I don't want to mention it. Do you know what? I love those things. But that's really not what I want to be known for. 
I want to be known as somebody that has Jesus. That's what I want to be known as. Somebody that loves Jesus. Let me tell you why. Because when Bunny gets out of a bus and he gets followed by Camille, he is impossible to miss. He is a head and shoulders taller than anyone in the hallway. And so it's easy to it's easy to spot him. Say, listen, Jesus is so wonderful. He's so awesome. He's so majestic. He's so powerful. He's so incredible that when he walked out to Matthew and said, Follow me. Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Are you contagious? Or have you allowed the the cares of this life, have you allowed the afflictions of this life to rain on your parade and to pop your balloon? Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. Just a moment, we're going to have a time of invitation. In just a moment, we're going to have this time where this altar is open. The cameras are off at the invitation time. We're going to sing, I Surrender All. What a, what, a, what a wonderful song to conclude this time of worship. I Surrender All. If you're here today and you have never given your heart to Christ, the Thessalonians, their lives were changed because they met Jesus. They turn from idols to the living and true God. What is the idol in your life right now? What do you put above God and in front of God? Maybe you need to turn from that and come and receive Christ as your Savior. Or maybe today as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, you have allowed your life, your spiritual walk to to maybe get a little cold. And I'm going to do something this morning that I rarely do. If you come to the altar, I'm not going to ask anyone to join you. I just want you to have an opportunity to spend some time with Jesus on your own. Are you contagious? Does does your Macedonia, does your Achaia know it? The doors of the church are open. God has spoken. You come, make a decision that God has laid on your heart. Very quietly, very reverently, would you stand? I'm going to pray. Stand all over the auditorium. Stand. I'm going to pray. And right after I pray, I invite you, Father. Dear God, thank you for your word. Father, I pray right now, God, 
you would use it in our hearts to transform lives. Lord God, there may be one, two, or more in this church house today. And they're not saved. They've never given their heart to Christ. I pray, Father, today that that they may come to Jesus. Father, others just need to clear off a space at this altar, at these steps, and, and pray themselves warm or hot. Oh, God, help us to walk out of this place on fire for you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing this life.